Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. I want to believe that this woman in Michigan, Diane Gordon of White Lake Township, uh, had been listening to Chewing the Fat and is using a Chewing the Fat hack or a Chewing the Fat rule when she turned in a bag of cash that she found outside of a gas station. Diane Gordon uh, was walking to her job at the old Value Center Fresh Market. I'd like to say hello, Diane. And uh, she decided to stop at the BP gas station for a snack, probably pick up, you know, a a French vanilla cappuccino, pack of smokes, uh, before we get to the old Value Center Fresh Market for the day at the job. And then uh, she noticed something unusual. She said, I looked down on the ground and found a plastic bag with a large sum of money in it. When you turned it over, there was even more money. And she said, it never, it never really crossed my mind to do anything but turn it over. Uh-huh, that's my point. So I'm hoping that the bag actually had like, I don't know, $30,000 worth of cash in it. Because the total amount that was given to the, given to the authorities was $14,780 worth of cash. The money apparently was lost by a newlywed couple and this was these were gifts from the wedding that had occurred that day and so she said it didn't belong to me i just uh (laughs) i just turned it in Uh uh-huh right okay there was a wedding card inside the bag so they knew who it belonged to i'm just saying that the chewing the fat hack would be to go oh hey there's a bag of money stuff some of it in your pocket then turn it in you get the best of both worlds get a little extra cash and you get to feel good about turning it in and hey that's it i'm sorry hey that's what i found that's what you got (laughs) i want to believe that oh how i want to believe that now everyone is all fired up for diane because she said that uh you know they set up a gofundme page for her to buy a new car because uh, the world could probably use a few more Dianes. That was from the local police department. Oh, so she's got $26,000 on her GoFundMe to get a car. And she got, um, this is just me hoping that it's true. She got, you know, at least five to 10, maybe 15,000 worth of cash out of the bag. She got to turn in the $14,780. She gets the best of all worlds. Man, that's a good day. That's a good day. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Just a quick uh, lotto update for those of you listening live. Today is the 3rd of February, uh, 2023. So Saturday the 4th, the Powerball is up to $700 million. That'd be $375.7 million. Maybe Diane up in Michigan should play the numbers because she's... She's living the luck of the draw these days. And, of course, the Mega Millions, which is uh, drawn tonight, is worth a $20 million. But, uh, yeah, sure, I'll take it. But it's only worth $20 million. All right, so if you follow me on Twitter, at JeffyJFR, you know a lot of times I like to comment on posts to be me. You know, like I commented on, uh, on uh, Buck Sexton's tweet yesterday. 
Buck asked on his uh, tweet, somebody I know is getting married this weekend. Apparently he is. I know that he's been showing off his fiance in some of his Instagram posts. Uh, For the married folks on here, what is the best advice for a happy and lasting marriage? And I tweeted, make sure your girlfriend knows not to reach out during the honeymoon. (laughs) I got a lot of responses. It was just a joke. It's what I like to do. So I see a tweet from uh, Post master jeffy thank you i appreciate it it's not really postmaster jeffy because i don't hold that position although i wish i did the question was uh what's the worst thing you've ever smelled and i noticed also on the old postmaster jeffy twitter account he's got uh, a headshot of me from i think the ted webb website of where are they now picture i think that's where that's from anyway <laughs> that was a long time ago that was a picture was quite some time ago anyway <laughs> uh the worst what the question was what's the worst thing you've ever smelled and i was going my my original my first thought is what was her name but then i started scrolling through some of the some of the mentions and people are taking it serious so I, you know, I said, "All right, well, I'll be nice this one time." I edited myself. I know you're welcome, but some of them, I mean, got me thinking as I'm scrolling through these replies. What was the worst thing you've ever smelled? And uh, you know, somebody put iguana poop, water moccasins. They have a horrible stench. Uh, I do pressure washing for a living. Last winter, we had a call from a mortuary. Above the ground tombs, one of the bodies had started leaking. When he died, he wanted a non-formaldehyde service. Didn't hold and leaked down several tombs into a puddle of red molasses. Oof, that had to have smelled nice. Um, a gangrene of a man's unit. Oof, I'm a healthcare worker, according to this. Um, my brother's feet. Uh, that's, you know, that's kind of funny. Infected bed sores. Sometimes sometimes it comes back to my... Yeah, there are some things. I remember, and you know, Dead Bodies is on here, of course. And uh, there's also, you know, 132 head of cattle starved for water less than 100 yards from my property. Yeah, that's got to be bad. Uh, necrotic flesh. Yeah. Uh, the smoldering aftermath of two gobbled and melted together victims. Yeah, Okay, that stuff smells. I got it. Okay, bad stuff, bad stuff. You don't want to smell that stuff. And I'm sure that it comes back uh, really bad. Somebody with really, really, really bad BO doused in Stetson can't smell Stetson cologne on this day without gagging. I know. I had this Chinese tea, this Chinese green tea once that I loved. I mean, it was one of my favorite teas. I used to drink it all the time. And maybe I've told this story before, but I used to drink it all the time. I loved it. And uh, and it was, I forget what company made it. And it was just a, you know, it was a Chinese green tea that I loved. So I'm drinking a cup of my favorite Chinese green tea and I got sick. This, This plague came upon me. And so I ended up throwing up. And so I was throwing up the green tea. And I could not, I can't, I can't smell that green tea anymore. I can't, that particular, uh, whenever I come close to that green tea smell, I still love green tea. I just, there's certain green teas that have this, there was some aroma and it brings back this, oh, this sickness smell and flavor uh, to me. I can't do it anymore. (laughs) So just remember when you see 
uh, a tweet from what's the worst thing you ever smelled. My comment, what was her name? Just a joke. Isn't it interesting that we just got the news that the uh, Air Force General predicted that we would be at war with China by 2025? Now, he was saying he was using the election of 2024 in Taiwan along with our election going on that year and the conditions would be ripe for Chinese President uh, Xi Jinping to attack Taiwan. And President Biden has said several times that the U.S. military would respond if China invaded Taiwan. Then we get the news that uh, there's a Chinese spy balloon flying over Montana. Now, they're saying it's not a spy balloon. They're saying it's just a weather balloon that got blown off course and they couldn't control it and that's been flying over the United States. Now, we find out from the Defense Department that this balloon has been flying over the U.S. for days, including Montana. So they've been monitoring it. Okay, and we don't really all we know is that, you know, if it's blown off course, then obviously it's a coincidence that it's over Montana where, you know, we host some of our intercontinental ballistic missiles uh, silos there delivering, uh, you know, uh, the nukes to the rest of the world. Anyway, uh, so it's gotten to the I mean, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, who is a fine man. And uh, he's even briefed the president on military options, including shooting it down. Yeah, why don't we do that? Uh, They claim that anything in the balloon's path is not in danger, and the debris from shooting it down could harm people on the ground. Really? I mean, it's the size of three buses. I guess extra. I guess long, regular school buses. I don't know if it's the short bus. I don't know what size bus is the size of but they claim it's the size of three buses okay now it sort of looks like the moon we've all seen pictures of it and uh, the military hasn't confirmed that that's it but we've seen pictures of it and that's what it is uh and so i would just like to say that why don't we shoot it down i don't understand the okay so we don't need to shoot it down because we're concerned about people on the ground you know how many? There's like ten people that live in Montana. Those of you listening to Chewing the Fat in Montana, thank you, appreciate it. But there's like ten people that live in Montana, so maybe we shoot it down over Montana. <laughs> okay, I mean, it seems like the best place to shoot it down, to me. Uh, that neck of the woods of the United States just seems like that would be the place to shoot it down. Now, China said, "Hey, calm down, don't overreact." I know uh, Secretary of State Blinken was supposed to go over there next week. That's been canceled, or so they say. We'll see if they reschedule now uh, over this balloon. Really strange. I don't understand the. We're all wound up about the balloon, and we have we have you know eighty million TikTok users in the U.S. Oh, okay, that was fine. I mean, TikTok isn't the number one streaming app in the country now. Anyway, it might be just the world. Let's see. So, yeah, in the, in the world, Chat GPT is now officially the fastest growing consumer application in history after it notched 100 million monthly active users in January. I, I mean, I got to tell you, I almost, I almost logged on myself. It took OpenAI's chat boxes two months from launch to reach the milestone compared to nine months for TikTok, two and a half years for Instagram. And so OpenAI said it will soon release ChatGPT Plus, 
a commercial version. Oh, that's great. So I'll be able to subscribe for $20 a month. That is so special. That's nice of them. That's nice of them. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink. Don't look up, though. Don't look up. I see where Mr. Beast uh, is taking some heat for helping people see again. How dare he? How dare he? Now, if you follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR, I have a few less followers than Mr. Beast. He has 18.2 million. I'm, you know, I'm almost there. And his YouTube channel has 131 million subscribers. And just below that on my Chewing the Fat YouTube channel. (laughs) He's generated about $54 million in 2021 from his channel. So, you know, I'm just... Uh, I, I don't believe I've generated a dime, but I don't know that. I, honestly, I don't know that. I may have generated some and not seen it, actually. Um, but he's given away you know, more than like $3 million in prizes and stuff. But he's in trouble now because uh, he helped people see again. He posted a video titled 1,000 Blind People See for the First Time. And it got like 77 million views in the first I don't know, day or so, whatever. It was a monster video. The surgery cost $3,500 per eye. And according to myvision.org, and Mr. Beast video weren't able to afford medical insurance. So uh, the YouTuber, Mr. Beast, is funding this. And people are mad at him for doing this, which is people being paid in live windowless room. Just, I mean, he he's done all kinds of stuff on his YouTube channel. Why are we mad at him for helping people see again? It's just incredible to me that we can't help people. And when we do, that's not a good thing. I mean, he had tweeted out uh, under Twitter, rich people should help others with their money. Me, okay, I'll use my money to help people and I promise to give away all my money before I die every single penny. Twitter, Mr. Beast, bad. (laughs) Uh, And why he's mad is because, I mean, you know, really why they're going after him is because he talked about, I don't understand why curable blindness is a thing. Why don't governments step in and help? Even if you're thinking purely from a financial standpoint, it's hard to see how they don't ROI, return on investment, on taxes from people being able to work again. It really doesn't make any sense why we're getting, why we're beating up uh, Mr. Beast over helping people see again. But that's today's world. Good times. Good times. So big months of debuts. Uh, We'll have the new DC comic Circuit Breaker. (laughs) I know. Uh, it's an all new hero channel with the explorer will still force energy to fend off evil. Uh, DC's Lazarus planet, dark fate, number one out on Valentine's day. And the circuit breaker is going to be your new favorite character. According to, you know, DC comics, uh, Jules Jordan's first adventure starts, uh, February 14th and circuit breaker is the new trans character for DC comics. So man, that's a debut you've been waiting for. I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, circuit breaker will be joined by another new trans non-binary character named Zenith. 
set to appear this month as well. That is huge. Plus, coming up this month on the 8th, you're going to have Alex Stein premiering on Blaze TV. So, I don't know what how more excited you could be. Or, I, I, don't know, I don't know how more excited I could be. So, Alex Stein will debut his show, Prime Time with Alex Stein, on Blaze TV February 8th. So, it's an exciting month. If you are not a subscriber to Blaze TV... Now's the time. You can go to ablazetv.com slash Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y, and use the promo code PIMP on a blimp. PIMP on a blimp for $20 off of Blaze TV. Now, you could go to blazetv.com slash primetime. That's his channel. And use PIMP on a blimp and get $20 off to subscribe to the new Alex Stein show, Primetime with Alex Stein. Uh, however, uh I'm cheating and telling you to go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy and then, you know, use pimp on a blimp. I don't know if I get credit for it. I honestly, I don't know if I do or not. But uh, if you're going to subscribe, uh, go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy and then use the promo code pimp on a blimp for $20 off of Blaze TV. Now's the time. Now's the time. Ooh, that's a promo for Alex Stein. Now's the time. For prime time, Alex Stein. No, I don't like that. Now is the time for Alex Stein. Pimp on a blimp. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And you will too. Oh, did you see? They they caught the guy that apparently stole the monkeys in Dallas. A 24-year-old Texas man, Davian, 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 D-A-V-I-O-N, Davian Dwight Irvin. He's the guy that was the person of interest with his Doritos bag and the picture. They caught him near the Dallas Aquarium uh, yesterday, and he's charged with animal cruelty. So I guess he's the guy. Uh, people remember seeing him at the church uh, remember the house that was filled with cats, birds, and small animals, and the monkeys were in a closet, and it was cold for the monkeys, but they survived. And uh, it was just uh, they showed him wandering around uh, the zoo, and apparently he's the guy that stole the monkeys. And apparently they're blaming uh, the release of the clouded leopard. Remember they found the one monkey's cage cut, but no monkeys were taken or took off. And uh, then they're trying to, you know, remember we had the um, the vulture dead that were under suspicious circumstances. So they may try to blame that on him. And they claim that <laughs> they're going to blame him on another theft of monkeys in Louisiana at uh, the enclosure at Zuziana on saturday they claim that this is only i guess they're trying to blame it on him because they keep saying it's only a six-hour drive this kid's been walking around dallas for a month he didn't drive to louisiana to steal the monkeys okay i'm not his attorney i don't know the kid i'm just guessing (laughs) Uh, that this kid has been going to this church and living in a broken down house with wild animals and stealing monkeys and trying to steal cats from the Dallas Zoo. He didn't drive to Louisiana and steal a dozen monkeys, but, you know, it's just me. Sure, maybe he'll admit to it and we'll all be safer for it. Speaking of monkeys, I see where they have found new fossils um, in Greenland or just off the northwest coast of Greenland, and they believe that these monkeys were around some 52 million years ago uh okay uh no problem 
<laughs> they were roughly the size of a modern-day squirrel. They were identified from fossilized fragments and jaws and teeth. So they believe the animals gorged on nuts and seeds as they adapted to the swamps and jungles of prehistoric Canada and spent half the year in darkness. The darkness may have triggered the species to evolve more robust teeth and jaws compared with other primate relatives of the time. So we really don't know. But uh, how do you make it through six months of winter darkness, even if it's reasonably warm? The teeth and even the jaw muscles of these animals change compared to their close relatives from mid-latitudes. So there you go. Just know that we found some primates uh, hanging around in Greenland 52 million years ago. And then we found that 125,000-year-old bones of 70 animals that were fine that were found uh each of them three times the size of today's asian elephants discovered in germany now they found these elephants back in the 80s in this huge coal quarry that has since been converted into an artificial lake but they claim that these elephants at the time were much larger than the woolly mammoth that we're going to be bringing back to life here in a couple of years, and three times the size of the present-day Asian elephant, and apparently the adult male could weigh like 13 tons. That's <laughs> uh, pretty big. You can quote me on that. That is pretty big. So they claim hunting these giant animals and completely butchering them was part of the Neanderthal subsistence activities at this location. So it's clear-cut evidence, according to these scientists now, that elephant hunting in human was a big part of human evolution. Oh, okay. Now, so the study suggests that the Neanderthals who lived in the area for 2,000 to 4,000 years were less mobile and formed social units substantially larger than commonly envisioned. All right, Neanderthals were not simple slaves of nature. They weren't the original hippies living off the land. <laughs> they were actually shaping their environment by fire and also by having a big impact on the biggest animals that were around in the world at the time. So they claimed that they were hunting them, they were scavenging them, and they, they wouldn't go after the women because the women would all hang out with the little ones. So they just went after the males. The males were more solitary and they could get them off by themselves and immobilize them into mud and pit traps. All right. They claimed that the Neanderthals were able to preserve the huge quantities of food. Yeah, I mean, how big was the stupid elephant? <laughs> 14 tons? I'm sorry, only 13 tons. I mean, that takes some doing to cut some meat off of that. Now, they claim that uh, they found... The way that they did it, they they used they had traces of charcoal fires. They so which may have meant they were drying the meat and hanging it on something and building a fire underneath. There are cut marks uh, on the bones of these elephants, and you need some people to cut that elephant up before it goes bad and process it so you can eat it. So there you have it. The Neanderthals hung out in big groups, killed big elephants and ate well when they killed the big elephant. So good times if you're a Neanderthal. Yes, we got a big elephant today. Get out there and cut it up. I'm going to go look for another one. You, Neanderthal woman, do your duty. <laughs> it's just a joke. Stop it. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So yesterday was Groundhog Day, and we talked about uh, the prediction from the groundhog there in uh, Gobbler's Knob, Pennsylvania, or at Gobbler's Knob. Uh, and he came out and he saw his shadow and they made the proclamation and we aired it on yesterday's show. If you're listening live, today is the 3rd of February, 2023. So yesterday would have been the 2nd. You're welcome. However, they have, uh, Groundhog Day celebrations in Canada as well. And they have a couple of them. They have one in Quebec and one in Nova Scotia. Is Nova Scotia part of Canada? I know it is for you Canadian listeners. Stop it. So anyway, they have a couple of uh, Groundhog Days, okay? And one is in Quebec, and one is in Nova Scotia. Now, the Nova Scotia Groundhog, uh, Shubanakadi Sam, is a female, and she saw her shadow, same as a Gobbler's Knob in Pennsylvania, saying six more weeks of winter. Now, the Quebec Groundhog... Uh, Fred Lamoin. Uh, <laughs> he didn't predict anything because when they went in to get him out of his hole, he was dead. So if you live in Canada, in Quebec, I would move. Uh, that is not a good sign. <laughs> uh, I know the event coordinator there, Roberto Blondin, tried to blow it off a little bit. Is it Roberto Blondin? Uh, he, uh, he said, uh, this year things are going to happen completely differently. There's a famous saying that goes, in life, there's only one certainty. Nothing's for certain. Uh, well, this year, uh, that has come true. It's unfortunate. I'm here to announce Fred's death. Uh, when we went to wake Fred last night, the, he had no vital signs. So he most likely died during hibernation. Or he was murdered by Junior, who's going to take over. Junior was probably hoping that he could take over this year, but nope. Uh, Fred's successor is going to be Fred Junior next year in Quebec. So I don't know if there's going to be an investigation. Perhaps Fred Junior killed Fred Senior so he could take over the old groundhog duties in Quebec. I don't know. I just know that Fred is dead. Okay, Fred is dead. <laughs> and to me. To me, that does not bode well for Quebec. Just saying. I mean, really, this is a who died today. Who died today? Uh, Quebec groundhog Fred Lamame. Dead. Uh, we don't know if he was murdered or not, but he is dead. And we have a couple of other who died today remembrances. Uh, today, the 3rd of February, 2023, is an anniversary of the death of Woodrow Wilson, former president of the United States of America, father of some of the worst things that this country could stand for, uh, dead in 1924 on February 3rd. He was born in 1856. We also have a weekend uh, remembrance. It's been four years since... Uh, 
since my friend Doc Thompson, and you may remember Doc, uh, he worked at uh, on Blaze Radio, started his own thing, Mojo Five O, which is still ongoing with Brad Staggs uh, to this day. Uh, but uh, he he died four years ago, uh, this weekend, uh, February fifth, uh, in two thousand nineteen. And I just it seems I don't know. So it's, some days it seems like it's been forever, and other days it seems like it was just the other day. Uh, I still remember the call I got when I was being told that he died and how he died. Uh, he got hit by a train. And I remember sitting, I could, I still, I could remember sitting on the side of my bed going, shut up. <laughs> okay. When is Doc going to, you know, what kind of bit are we doing? It's got to be a radio bit. What, what is my part in this bit? Because Doc didn't get hit by a stupid train, but he did. So, rest in peace, Doc Thompson, uh, four years ago this weekend. It was <laughs> sad then, and it's sad now. You know, another thing that's sad is that it's being reported that some trans people are preparing to flee the United States and seek asylum abroad. I know. I am sad, too. I, I, I don't know what to say except bye. Look, if you're trans and you feel that you are that you are under attack for just being you, leave. I mean, I, I don't see it. I don't know where you're talking about. I know we hear. I hear it. I hear news that uh, you know attacks on transgender and non-binary people are on the rise. And lawmakers are uh, targeting transgender people with increasingly draconian legislation that criminalizes their very existence. I don't necessarily believe that. Um, so when they say that you can't be a teenager and go through surgery, life-altering surgery, that's not health care, but Hey, whatever. Look, here's the deal. If you don't feel safe going to another state in the United States, of I cannot tell you a state that I would not feel safe going to. I can't. I, I mean, to just drive into another state and be there? <laughs> I mean, I personally, I can't think of a place I wouldn't feel safe going. Uh, I know there are some areas inside of states that I may think twice about going to. Uh, you know, I've been told several times if I go to a particular city, yeah, don't make a right. Don't go that way. You don't want to go in that neighborhood. Okay, I'll take your word for it. However, I wouldn't. I still would go into that area or drive through that state. So if you feel, no matter what, if you're trans, gay, straight, white, black, yellow, purple, and you feel like you couldn't go to a state in the United States of America without feeling uh, safe <laughs> and you want to leave bye it's amazing how far we've come uh, in this country that uh, we, if we don't agree with something then that makes us a hater that makes us hate what we don't agree with no, no I mean uh, maybe for some it's that way I guess but I would say that the overwhelming majority of people 
We just want to believe what we believe because that's the country we live in, the United States of America. And because I don't agree with you doesn't mean I hate you. Okay? Um, But that's where we're at now. Good times. Good times. I mean, we're at a point now where if you like a tweet, you are getting hated on. Did you see the headline that alerted readers, we regret to inform you, Mark Hamill has liked one of J.K. Rowling's transphobic tweets. Oh, no. (laughs) So the first trans news person in India, this in uh, the United Kingdom named India Willoughby, has been in a you know a tweet battle with jk and she's you know jk has been in the hot seat over her transphobic hate speak or or hate tweets because she believes that biological sex is not a social construct (gasps) how dare her well now uh mark hamill who's i mean he's on their side right i mean he's a he's a winning left activist always he just liked the tweet because it was funny india willoughby tweeted i'm more of a woman than jk rowling will ever be and jk quote tweeted it saying citation needed (laughs) that's just a stupid funny quote tweet and mark hamill liked it um what's his face liked it Ricky Gervais, and when asked about it, uh, Willoughby even said, disappointing, but what can you do? Well, you can write big articles about it. You can holler at Mark Hamill saying, Mark Hamill likes a tweet of J.K. Rowling and the internet loses their minds. Okay, yeah, um, it's okay. Uh, We can't believe it. They're shouting at him. Did you mean this? Was Was it a mistake? Uh, you know this tweet is transphobic, right? Please tell me it wasn't intentional. No, he liked the joke, the comeback of the tweet. You can do that. That doesn't mean you actually agree with everything that the particular tweet person or persons or uh, chat bot says. You just think that it was funny. That's. Uh, I mentioned we were living good times, right? That's right, I did. Okay, good times. Good times. <laughs> So remember back in July when Cruz showed up at the newly named Acrisure Stadium in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and the Heinz ketchup bottles that have been a fixture of the decor there were taken down, and it was a horror. The scene was horror of these giant, beautiful Heinz ketchup bottles. Well, I mean, you know, replicas taken down from the stadium because it was no longer Heinz Field. It was Acrisure Stadium. Well, good news. Uh, the one, At least one of the ketchup bottles is coming back to the stadium. Uh, Gate C, formerly known as the Heinz Gate. Uh, you know where it's at, right there by the Bud Light deck. <laughs> uh, gonna bring out, they're going to be putting the ketchup bottle back. They've got a deal. They made a deal with the Steelers. So we're good to go. Uh, they can't, now, I'm surprised that Heinz actually got out of the deal they made an agreement with pittsburgh we talked about it back then too it was so weird uh accra 
uh, agreed to like $10 million a year for 15 years, for 15 seasons, which, I mean, that's a pretty good deal for a stadium naming rights. And Heinz just said, well, we'll continue with a, uh, you know, our five-year deal, sponsorship deal, but we're not going to, we're not going to pay all that money for, for it to be Heinz Field, which was kind of strange. I mean, that's kind of a, kind of a big deal. I mean, for sure. Think of who knew that anything about Acrisure Insurance before they named the Pittsburgh Stadium. I would say no one. Well, I mean, obviously it was a huge insurance company, but no, it wasn't a household name like it is now. So anyway, good news for Heinz Ketchup lovers. And as a Heinz Ketchup police officer, I'm happy to see uh, the Heinz Gate, formerly Gate C, at Acrisure Stadium going back up to the Heinz ketchup bottle. Now, there were two bottles, big bottles that were taken down. I guess only one goes back to the stadium. What are we going to do with the second one? I have uh, an idea for you. Uh, Heinz, you know, let's set up a deal. I would like to have the Chewing the Fat Heinz Studio uh, sponsored, and you can send that bottle here to DFW. I'll put up the Heinz bottle right outside. Right outside Gate C of the Fisher House, uh, the Chewing the Fat House, and uh, you could be a sponsor of Chewing the Fat. You could be the 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 naming rights sponsor to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Brought to you by Heinz Ketchup, and one of those bottles can be right here, uh, right here at the Chewing the Fat DFW Studios. I like it. I'm already a, a police officer. I have my badge. I'm already part of the company a little bit, so I'd like the Heinz ketchup bottle here, and I'd like to go ahead and have you sponsor the uh, sponsor the broadcast. And I promise, this is just me talking out loud here. You can hold me to it if you want. I promise that it will be less than the $10 million a year Acrisure is spending on naming rights of Pittsburgh. And I don't know what you spent on your sponsorship deal. I'm guessing it's probably three, four, five million dollars a year for the Heinz Gate. I, I'm gonna go. I'll, you know what? I'll. It'll be less than that for you for it to be the the naming right sponsor of Chewing the Fat. All right. I promise it'll be less than five million a year. I know you're welcome. You're welcome. So before I get out of here, I just want to say I've, I've been reading about the Tennessee sex cop. Remember her, Megan Hall? And uh, I told you it was in uh, Laverna, Tennessee. I know, it's Laverne. Stop it. And uh, I, that's the, I would show up there now. If you wanted to commit a crime, that's the place to go. They fired five police officers. They've got a couple that they've suspended. Uh, now's the time to commit a crime in Laverna, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, their news is still coming out. They've released audio tapes of all the police officers and uh, Megan, and she's talked about how hard it was and what a struggle. And she just lost it, you know. Her and her husband were going through a hard time, and she just had to have you know sex with everyone because her and her husband were going through a hard time. Now, her, apparently, her and her husband are trying to get back together. Uh, they're going to go to couples therapy. She's come clean with it all. So good for her. Good for them. I hope it works out for them. Uh, they're attempting to stay together. Good for them. Then inside the audio recordings, we find out that they played with the police officers. Uh, they played strip uno. I've played a lot of uno in my life. I'm not sure the rules of strip uno. Well, I mean, I get the idea of strip uno, but I've never played it. Uh, nude photos and wife swapping sessions were all part of the scandal in the tapes that were that were released. 
so good times good times 13 hours of recordings from the investigation that discovered uh, the officers were engaging in all these sexual acts uh, while on duty and on city property so man i'm still saying still saying now is a good time to commit a crime i'm not telling you to that would be wrong and it would be illegal but if you were wanting to commit a crime and come up with some extra cash or goods or services now would be the time to do it in Lavergna, tennessee so i'll leave you with the joke of the day uh from andrew dice clay for whatever reason as i'm strolling through instagram last night i ran across a clip of andrew dice clay and he was going through all the classic uh nursery rhymes and i i haven't laughed at andrew dice clay in a long long time but it really made me laugh and uh, <laughs> obviously some of them are not family friendly but uh i just know that uh jack and jill went up the hill each with a buck and a quarter jill came back with 250 <laughs> think about it just think about it Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.